From the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, this is an In Conversation with Special, recorded live at the Devon Business Show 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Presented by Paul Philpott and produced by Fresh Air Studios in Plymouth. I'm, I'm sure that everyone here won't mind me sharing with you the fact that whilst that music's playing before we go live, we're all getting jiggy with it. it we were getting jiggy with it. Especially Chief down. Executive and now known to be dance floor extraordinaire Stuart Elford. Uh, yes, yes. You, you, not too bad with the old moves there, Stuart, actually. Thanks. I'm very impressed. Very yeah. impressed. Also slightly concerned. Um, yes. Right, so well, welcome... My team call it my dad dancing. <laughs> it's, it's that Along with my called. dad jokes, which it, apparently are terrible. They are equally as bad, yes. Hello and welcome to another edition of In Conversation with live from the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce's Devon Business Show 2023. Now, this talk is going to be about the subject of charity. You could call it a charity special. But before we go into detail and introduce you to who we have here as our special guest, let's say hello to a few of our exhibitors who are down there exhibiting their wares. Hello to SSG Training and Consultancy, Heart of the Southwest Gross Hub. Gro- gro- gross Hub. Gross Hub. Uh, Don't call them that. I- They're not gross at all. (laughs) There's one for the Christmas tape. Heart of the South West Growth Hub. It is. Simply Counselling CIC Freeway Projects and also Southwest Fabrications Limited. Now, with us here around the table, our special guests are from Brain Tumour Research, Letty Greenfield. Hello, Letty. Hello. Hello. Um, also from Children's Hospice Southwest, Annabelle Roberts. Hi, Annabelle. Hi there. We'll ask you about those things that are attached to your physique in a few moments. And also from LifeWorks Learning Disability Charity, we have Stuart Devon. Hello, Stuart, down at the end there. Hang on there. Can you pass the salt? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, as we've already mentioned, we've got the Chief Executive at the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Stuart Elford himself. Hello. Hello. Now, how have you been getting on, kind of down there mixing with people? You, I know you're very shy, isn't you? Yeah, shy and retiring as I am. I'm unaccustomed to the sound of my own voice. Uh, no, I've been loving it. It's, there's an amazing buzz in the room. There's some great people, some exciting exhibitors, great stuff going on, great games to play. I've got an uber competitive about the reaction machine that mm-hmm. um, Marjons have got. I've, uh, I've won Play Your Cards Right twice. Oh. Get me. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. Love it. And what I'm really loving is I'm getting great feedback from people they're all saying what a great buzz there is in the room which is there really is and in fact anyone who's listening right now can actually they'll hear they're in the hear background the, hear the buzz yeah. so um yes yeah, so it's not interference do do not adjust your sets it is actually the atmosphere of plymouth pavilions this year next year we're going to be at a different location Stuart will remind us about that a little bit later on but let's say hello to our panelists with regards to charity so I'm going to open up the first question to the three of you. Why is it so important for charities to be at events like this? Who wants to go first? I'm happy to go first. Go on then, Annabelle. Well, it's such a great opportunity to meet uh, new supporters and to catch up with existing supporters and just fly the flag for the charity. Um, I'm the fundraiser for Plymouth for Children's Hospice Southwest. So I'm really keen to talk to Plymouth businesses and tell them what we do. We currently support 55 families from Plymouth, um, though our hospice is actually over the river in Cornwall. So some people don't always make the association with us. So it's a really good chance to talk to businesses, see old friends, make new friends, and we're having a great day. Stuart, in terms of business engagement, what, what kind of forms does that take for you as a charity? It's a couple of uh, a couple of forms. I think um, from with my fundraising hat on, I just think it's an ideal opportunity to meet businesses, talk about their CSR, 
Um, and it's called cool. res responsibilities to it, okay? <laughs> you learn, yes, you may continue. Sorry for the acronym. Um, yeah, and to meet um, people that we're already engaged in, maintain those relationships, um, widen our reach and increase, and increase our, our sort of brand awareness to um, other businesses in Plymouth. Um, we're, we've got a, a good presence in the South Hams, and I think just extending into the Plymouth region makes good commercial sense. Um, so I think that's one of the, the, the key reasons. And, and also really to, to look at our supporter base, who we provide our services for, um, and let people know that we're on their doorstep. Letty, for yourself as well, you, you're here also. How have you found the, um, the event? Yeah, no, it's been brilliant. Um, I've not long come into the role, but I am the community fundraiser for Devon Court and Somerset. So we have quite a large area. Um, and whilst we're a national charity, we are very small. So we fund um, four research centres across the UK, one of which is right here at the University of Plymouth. So um, I think it's really important to you know, be here, have that presence in the local community, um, in the business community especially, and to showcase people that you know, we are doing the research. We're trying to find a cure to one of the most devastating diagnoses you can have for cancer. It's the biggest killer in, for cancer killer for under 40s, children and adults. So. Um, it's really important to make those connections and see what we can do together. So, so I've been lucky enough to visit that centre yes. and it is just incredible. And I didn't go just because Caprice the supermodel hugged me. <laughs> <laughs> that helped, I have to say. But no, what I found amazing about it was I was, I was speaking to um, international uh, students and people from all over the world um, and I asked them, what, what are you doing here in Plymouth? And they look at me as if I'm completely mad and said, because this is where it's happening. This is cutting edge. Um, brain tumour research and you've got Dr Oliver Hanneman who we've had on the yes, podcast yes. and and he's a fascinating guy I have to say he loses me after a couple of sentences because he is so but don't worry about uh, that most but, people do yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no it was just absolutely fascinating work going on up there and, and we should all support that so we've heard some examples of, uh, as to why charities want to engage with businesses but this is a this is a two way thing isn't it yeah. yeah it definitely is so I think um CSR, as you, you talked about earlier, needs to be more meaningful. You know, the days of, of companies just saying, well, here's a few hundred quid or a few thousand pounds or whatever, there we've done our bit of God. I think um, business wants to have a meaningful relationship with an organisation with which it shares values and one with which their staff can get involved mm. so that their staff can get the benefit of it and feel like they're doing something positive. I mean, it's proven that businesses who have purpose and who have a, a positive social impact are more profitable. So, um, you know, we've seen the show about people, planet and purpose, and it's about that purpose thing. I think people really want to work with, with organisations that are doing good and feeling like they're making a difference. And so that's why this is so important. So to our charities here, you obviously, you know, cash, cash is king. You all need donations um, in order to fund the charities and keep things running. Um, are you not in competition with each other? I guess. Well, we actually had this conversation when we were walking over here. And I think with charities, um, especially, I've worked for a couple of charities now, and I think you go for one that is meaningful to you and it has affected you in some way or another. Um, I don't think you're necessarily in competition with each other. I mean, you are in certain respects, of course, when you come up for Charity of the Year and stuff like that. But I think you are who you are and people will believe in you because they've been affected by you and they want to then believe that you are going to help and find for us, find a cure and, um, you know, prolong lives for people. Mm -hmm. Annabelle, do you want to jump in? I actually just need to also explain to everyone that's not able to see you that Annabelle is covered in, I take it they're not real £50 notes. Sadly not. But you are indeed covered in £50 notes. 
Why? Because we do something called the 50 pound challenge, uh-huh. whereby we will give you 50 pounds. Sounds like one of those diets, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I like it so far. Give me 50 pounds. Yeah. 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 yeah, you don't have to lose 50 pounds. And then you have 50 days to double it, quadruple it, turn it into five million pounds, whatever it, whatever it is, and give it back to us. There's the catch. There's the catch. So it's brilliant for companies who might have several branches who are all really competitive against each other or different teams in the same business. And they all um, come up with their own ideas of how best to use this 50 pounds. They might buy um, bacon and baps and do bacon butties for the whole team. And then they've made a hundred pounds from that. And then they'll do that to buy something else. And basically you have to keep turning it over on the f- for, during 50 days. It's a great fun thing to do. It's a really good idea. And I'm wearing these, um, sadly, false 50 pound notes just to promote this yeah, today. Quite eye-catching, but... And I think that's one of the, the, the other benefits where you say about charities being in competition with each other. Actually, it's shared knowledge and shared ideas. Um, and I've noticed, especially in the third sector, people are a lot more willing to talk about some of their fundraising ideas, um, how they're using lottery. Um, we've recently embraced AI and talking to other charities about how they're using AI for writing fundraising bids um, and just that best practice. You know, I think um, working in that sector and understanding the challenges that other charities face and the solutions that they have adopted really helps us. I need to ask you, you you don't often think about charities as being um, a a nucleus for innovation and ideas. I I guess they have to be in order to attract money. Oh, I think they are. They're very innovative and they have to be all the time. But it's very interesting, Stuart, what you said about not being competition and shared best practice because we have a bit of an announcement oh, that we are Stuart launching. loves his announcement. We, we may have a drum roll on the yeah, table. <laughs> right. We are going to start a chamber charity group. And it came out of a podcast with you, Paul, in the studio. We had um, Plymouth Argyle Community Trust, Shekinah and Jeremiah's Journey. I was just talking to them as a sort of varied selection of charities. And um, all the way through the interview, they were saying, looking at each other, going, but but we can help with that and we should have done that in partnership and that was brilliant. And at the end of it, they said exactly that. Why aren't we all meeting up? Mm. So launching in the new year, there'll be a Chamber Charities group. Um, I've got a few people to help organise it to start with, but all charities will be welcome. We will only share uh, best practice and challenges. We won't go on any sort of competitive thing. Anything that's sensitive, we won't touch on. But everyone I've mentioned it to has, has been really excited by it and wants to be part of it so I'm really excited One of the core values of the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and indeed it's fair to say any chamber really that's why they exist is to make meaningful connections and this is really putting that into practice Yeah absolutely I th- and we think we have about 30 charities in membership um, and as Stuart said they're not all in competition there's a little bit around maybe fundraising here and there or or if you're up for an award but actually mostly it's about doing good and and collaborating on that to do a better job hmm. so hopefully this will this will help put right some pains what are when you're running a charity when you're running an organization like yours what are where are the pain points if you don't mind sharing then i'll open up so you're going to go first and Stuart. Uh, i think i think time um we we tend to find that um you have to wear many hats in, in charities. Um, so you may be the marketeer, you may be the fundraiser, you may be looking for new business. Um, and all of that takes um, effort and commitment. So your, your time is, is, is absolutely precious in how you manage that time. 
And as I said, AI has helped enormously for us in terms of shortening how we write bids, maybe creating a blog post, whereas it would have taken you know, a good day to do so. We can share that knowledge with other charities and say, look, this is what we're using and this is how the benefits are. And I was talking to Trevi earlier, the social media manager there, and she was just telling me that, you know, how they have improved their engagement, how they've got to 10,000 followers on Instagram and the work that they do behind the scenes. And I think it's that insight, it's that passion for them to say, we also want you to improve as well. Annabelle, Lottie, anything you want to add to that with regards to pain points? And I agree with Stuart, really. Time is the main thing and it's being out there and having that presence constantly. I mean, one main factor for us coming today is, is that awareness being here. And, um, you know, we've got a petition going at the minute is kind of getting that out there. And, yeah, it all comes down to time. You can't be everywhere at once. And when you're, and I'm sure Annabelle can agree, when you've got quite a big area to kind of manage, I mean, you've got a whole of Plymouth and there's however many thousand people living in Plymouth, you can't um, be at everyone that wants to support you at all of their events, but you need to be there in, in presence, in awareness somehow. But yeah, it, all, it all falls down to time, I think. Annabelle? Yeah, I think really also you have to, I mean, this isn't really a pain, but you has, there has to be something in it for the business as well, focusing particularly on business supporters but you know they no one no one's gonna give you well some might give you money for nothing but generally there has to be something in return for them and I think it's just thinking of creative ways for it to be meaningful for the, the business that's supporting you and also accepting you know gifts in kind a lot of businesses they might not have much much cash to spare at the moment but they can give you a hundred bags of crisps that we can then use at one of our events to thank our supporters. So I think it's being quite creative about how different businesses can support you. So, so some some words there. We've we've got time. We've got awareness. We've got gifts in kind. That's one one word. We've got knowledge. We've got reach. Are those some? Could could we turn them into solutions? Some objectives for this new group? Definitely. Um, if we hear what the group's needs are, we can put that out to the membership and. Um, uh, some of our businesses can't give money at the moment. You know, the cost of doing business is exceptional, but they can give time and they can give services in kind and they can give products. So definitely we can match uh, need with, with um, what people actually have to give. The Devon Business Show will be back in 2024 with a new look and from a new location. Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce will be bringing the Southwest's largest business event to the Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday the 16th of October 2024, connecting hundreds of businesses and entrepreneurs with future clients all under one roof. Put your business in the spotlight and secure your space now. This will be our best event yet and you won't want to miss it. Find out more at devonchamber.co.uk or keep an eye on our social media. The Devon Business Show at Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday the 16th of October 2024. Let's get working at networking. And also we must remember as well, charities are businesses, aren't they? I mean, big employers. Yeah, I mean, we've got some huge charities in, in there. In fact, I think uh, Livewell, who've just become a patron of the chamber, apparently are the, the largest health CIC in Europe. I mean, they're huge. They employ thousands of people, you know. So people think of the third sector as small, whereas actually it's said that uh, as much money is spent in the third sector as in Tesco's, where one in five retail pounds are spent. So, you know, we shouldn't dismiss the third sector just as, 
bunch of small charities. There, yeah. there are small charities in the third sector, but there's big organisations, big employers doing amazing things. It's, it's a shame in that we sometimes think third sector, and we think that is third class, which obviously it, it isn't. Business engagement is incredibly important. Finding new talent for your operational needs and requirements is incredibly important. You obviously have skills challenges of your own. We've talked about skills a lot here today. Do you think that having better links with organisations like the Devon and the Chamber of Commerce will help paint a better picture moving forward? Massively so. I mean, you mentioned just before we went on air, I think this is being broadcast by seven different social media channels. That, I know, all at once. All at once, yeah, exactly. Because it is really scary, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That in itself is, you know, in its it's it's a, it's a great way for us to have one conversation that reaches across a multitude of platforms. So there's, a, there's an immediate benefit just in this simple discussion. But the people that we've met here today and on other Devon Chamber events um, has been, you know, a cornerstone to some recent success. Absolutely. Great to hear. Anything you'd like to add? Um, just going back to the talk about businesses giving back, I've actually had quite a few people come up to me today um, from different businesses that have said, you know, we actually do have volunteering days as part of our new employment contracts and stuff, which is, I think, an amazing way to then work with those businesses. And, you know, we're helping helping them out fulfill those days and they're helping us out by actually giving us their time and if you give them the right um, script so to speak in what they what we require from them and a lot of these people are really good business people and they will actually deliver what you want delivering very very well I can see there being a really good team building exercise being you spend a weekend with Annabelle <laughs> kind of volunteering. I bet you could put people to work, couldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We love volunteer days. We especially need volunteers for our events. We have some really quite big events, and we always um, need people to come and marshal and um, you know hand out refreshments and things like that. So we're all very very keen. So yeah, yeah. When I was chair of St Luke's Hospice, we, um, we did an exercise. I'm getting you have that, yeah. a charity background like well, that, I, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to, to chair St Luke's for seven years and be on the board for 10 years, and I got far more out of it than I ever put in. But we were lucky enough to win the, the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service. And um, I can remember that we, we totted it up, and our volunteers saved £2 million a year for the charity. You know, that's a lot of time that people put in and, um, and we were so grateful. So, so when they won the Queen's Award, we put on an event for all the volunteers and I was just so chuffed. I, I, did, I did have to say, I, I, I was invited, to, I'm just going to drop this into the conversation, I was invited to the Queen's Garden Party. I wore this very tie, actually, <laughs> a very gaudy tie. That's probably um, why he wasn't allowed in. Yeah, and um, <laughs> when I told the volunteers at the, at the um, thank you event to them that I was thinking of them the whole time, I got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I really was. I just felt so privileged to represent them because, you know, I loved volunteering. And, and you know, some people, I think, think that you, they, they haven't got things to give, but everyone's got something to give. My thing, you know, I, I, I volunteer for St. Luke's Hospice. I wouldn't be, personally, I don't think, very good at sitting and holding someone's hand. But I was good at the corporate governance thing and the, you know, chairing a meeting and that sort of thing. So you give what you can do. You can give your skill. And I'm sure these charities would find a, a, a place for most skills they're on offer. Yeah, hugely so. I mean, just going back to that point, trustees are such an integral part of how charities are governed. Um, and having people in business uh, coming into the charity that have specific skills within be it um, HR, marketing, whatever the, the, the skill set is, having them volunteer their time to, to govern the charity is, is, we just couldn't do it without them. 
So it isn't always about, like you say, holding someone's hand or volunteering at an event. It's across the board. You do need those at ground level, massively so, um, but also at, at, at a senior level too. And I think quite often supporters respond sometimes better to volunteers because with a charity, um, obviously people who are on the workforce are salaried and paid and some supporters want to see those uh, people who are paid doing certain roles and not doing other roles and so some some supporters will respond very well to being contacted by volunteers you know depending on what what role it is that they're doing because they want to see a sort of demarcation they don't want the charity's money to be wasted by on on, on someone doing a task that they might not think is sort of necessarily that important I think the impact of that as well, I mean, some of our volunteers that we've got have had brain tumours themselves. They've overcome them. Some of them are living with them and they've had life-changing problems. It's actually really strange. Actually, when I came to set up the stand last night, um, I walked in and one of the members of staff on the door came to our Walk of Hope last weekend. And I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning, but she's done a lot of PR with us. Um, and she, she has had a brain tumour. She had it removed this year. Um, and those people that actually come and volunteer with you, that have been impacted by the charity in a way, they can say certain things that just trigger in those people that the supporters that are then going to support you. So um, it's just the impact, really. I met one of your supporters whose um, husband had a brain tumour and, and he was offered some innovative treatment in Germany during lockdown. But getting the, um, the patient to Germany in lockdown, even though it would prolong his life, wasn't proving easy, as you can imagine. Um, so they came to the chamber and asked, can you help? And I just put in the chamber CEO's WhatsApp group. So all the accredited chambers in the country, we have a WhatsApp group. Can anyone help with this? London Chamber immediately came back saying, we'll send someone over to the foreign office now and sort a visa out. And we flew that man to, to Germany. We had um, the German Chamber of Commerce contact the local police to issue special paperwork to allow them to travel through Germany. And, um, and she came up and said, thank you. And she remembered it. And I, I've got to say, I'd forgotten, but she remembers to this day that the Chamber Network just all pulled together and said, yeah, we can sort that. It was wonderful. And she's such an advocate of yours. That's amazing. Yeah, she is, she is wonderful. And she actually works at Marjon. That's right. Uh, I think yeah. she saw That's you, actually. Saw yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she mentioned, she was like, I saw him and I knew straight away that he'd changed my life. So. That's, a, that's a great example of, of a chamber in action um, with a connection um, within the charity sector. It, it looks like next year is going to be really quite an exciting one for the chamber, especially with the launch of this group. Can you please recap what the, what the aims and objectives and the, and the rollout is for the new charities group? Yeah, so we've, we've got about 30 charities in membership at the moment and a conversation between three of them on a podcast. They were so excited about the stuff they could share and do that we're setting up a chamber charities group to share best practice, share challenges, um, collaborate where they can. And um, we'll be launching that in the new year. And it kind of fits in well with, I think 2024 is going to be the year of people. So it'll be about people um, collaborating on stuff. It'll be about people's health and well-being, about people in skills, which are a huge challenge for business. And, um, and that ties in so well with us launching the 2024 um, business show at the Bournemouth Life Centre, which is 40% bigger than our current venue and um, 
they're going to open up all the health and well-being activities to all the exhibitors and guests. So it's really exciting year for us. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And of course, you're all going to be here, aren't you? Yes. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this live podcast from the Brain Tumor Research Charity. We have Letty. And we also have from Children's Hospice Southwest, Annabelle. Thank you, Annabelle. And also from Learning Disability Charity, Stuart as well. Thank you, Stuart. Thank okay, you. before we go, let's just do a few more hellos. Um, hello to South Devon College, Simpler Met Mental Health, uh, St. Luke's Hospice Plymouth, who we've spoken about at length just now, and also One Less Worry Payroll Services at the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, Devon Business Show 2023. This Devon Business Show 2023 special of In Conversation With was recorded live at Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday the 11th of October 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Produced by Fresh Air Studios. Full audio production services for business podcasts and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Presented and produced by Paul Philpot. Engineering and video content by Mark Stevenson. Edited and mixed by Lisa Hartwell. Production support by Martin Burgess Moon. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>